2: True Hauntings is a frightfully good production.
1: In the heart of Oakham Rutland lies an abandoned jail that was known by the name of Her Majesty's Prison Ashwell. It first opened its doors in 1955 as an open men's prison that was built on the site of a former World War II U.S. Army base, home to part of
2: the 82nd Airborne Division. Ashwall Prison has been home to many criminals, and like other penal establishments, it has witnessed plenty of negative emotions, violence and deaths. The prison is said to be plagued by strange sounds. Shadows are seen moving across derelict rooms and footsteps are said to follow unsuspecting visitors. There have also been many reports of dark, shadowy figures throughout the prison buildings and its grounds and visitors say that they have felt like they've been pushed out of cell doors as though the former inmate doesn't want them invading his space. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne.
1: And in this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast, we look into the stories of Ashwell Prison before we too spend a night alone within the walls of the jail in March.
0: Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the centre of various unexplained phenomena, and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings.
1: Last night, myself, my sister, and my cousin attended the ghost hunt at Ashwell Prison. I've been on one previous ghost hunt in the past, but this was a very different experience. I'm always one that will try to debunk every bit of evidence... ...and always believe that someone is pushing a table or the glass on the Ouija board... ...but last night, I experienced some things that just could not be explained. Shout out to our guide Jason, he was awesome. I liked how he also made sure that any ghostly happenings were genuine... ...and couldn't be something else. When I've been on ghost hunts in the past... There has always been a medium there that tells you about the people that have passed, which then obviously sways the investigation. But Jason and Haunted Houses were not. They were there to guide us through the site, but didn't know any more than we did. They also don't go into the history of the site or any past communication with spirits at that location, other than it was a prison. So, again, it doesn't influence the hunt, which I personally think is great. I had my first experience on the human pendulum, which was absolute madness. I felt like I'd lost control of my legs, which is something I can't explain, as, as it was happening to me. Table tipping and Ouija boards can always be faked. But during the last part of the ghost hunt, my sister and I had a message come through on a Ouija board, spelling out my sister's name and our family name letter by letter. We had a long chat with some information about a family member we've never met, which we are confirming. No one else on the hunt knew who we were, and we both stepped away from the board so we could show we were not influencing it. It's Not very often that I'm left gobsmacked and speechless. But that done it for me, along with the K2 readings being off the scale in the same location. I will still continue to try and explain things that happened, but last night definitely pushed me more towards the believer side. My sister and I will now be making ghost hunts a regular occurrence with your company, and we are already looking forward to the next one. We hope to see Jason there too, as he was really awesome and so excited by any activity that he witnessed. I've also been weary on uh, Ouija boards, but I have to say last night, I felt very safe. We did have one time where the name was spelling out Zaza, and immediately Jason took control and closed down the board. I was Oblivious to what had happened so he explained to me what it was and why it was important it was dealt with even if it was another member of the group playing a joke which I have a feeling it was I'm glad Jason closed it down there and then The only tiny thing that would have made last night a little more interesting would have been if we had more of an opportunity to split off on our own to explore the area we were in, as I believe with less people, more could have happened. Thanks for a brilliant night. I won't be forgetting it for a long while. Taylor.
2: Welcome back to the studio, Anne. Hi-dee-ho, Renata. How are you doing? I'm not too bad today, thank you very much. Not too foul? No, and I hope all of our listeners that are listening in today are also having a really great day. Now, Ashwell Prison, it wasn't on... The highest point of my list of podcast episodes. It wasn't on any of our lists of podcast episodes. Until until you booked us in
1: for a night. I did. I had to go searching for some locations we could investigate while we are in the UK. And uh, we had very limited time. We could actually have an available night. And a lot of the places were already booked out. But there was this brand new one. That I've never heard of called Ashwell Prison mm-hmm. and we are doing that on the Friday the 8th of March I think it is mm-hmm. and yeah we've got four of us booked in I think even some of our grand Pooh bars and fans are coming along because we put it up and said anyone who wants to join us book in.
2: Oh, it's going to be a party.
1: (laughs) I'm going to feel sorry for the people running it because um, it could be chaos with us there. It could be chaos. Because we've just got so many fans that are going to turn up, Renata. I think there's at least two (laughs) and we're bringing them from Australia. Yes, that's correct.
2: (laughs) Now, um, we kind of say that it's new, but in actual fact, um, and you will be mentioning this, most Haunters has been there.
1: They have.
2: And uh, a couple of our local podcasting people um, that have really well-established podcasts have also been there. So Adelaide Haunted Horizons have been there. Yeah, well, it's YouTube. They've uh, yeah. done a video on it. Yeah, Amy's Crypt has yeah. been there. The Ouija
1: Brothers have been there. I was excited because I thought nobody's going to have been there. We're going to be the first. And as I'm doing my research, I am yeah, no. oh, damn. No. <laughs> damn. And it's only been up for a month or two, so it's fresh. Yes. And there's really not a lot of
2: reportings about what goes on there. Mm. But there are some. Yes. So Ashwell Prison is located 1.5 miles from Oakham in Rutland in the UK. Now, the prison was first opened in 1955 and it was opened as an open prison. Now, what is an open prison? Oh, glad you asked oh, because well, I've got that information. And we haven't even set that up. That. Yes. Uh, and it was for short to medium term adult Uh, male prisoners only and i'll get to what an open prison is in a minute the site was previously owned um, by the army and it was a camp that extended about 10 hectares and in october 1987 it was converted to the adult male low category c establishment Hmm. Now, I looked up some information as you said or asked what is an open prison and this is really interesting. It really is something that I don't know whether we have anything um of sorts that is kind of complimentary here in Australia. Not but. that we're experts on prisons in Australia. No, except for the one that we work at, yes. So an open prison or jail is any jail in which the prisoner is trusted to complete sentences with minimal supervision and perimeter security and are often not locked up in their prison cells. What?! yes so literally That's,
1: open yeah. but they're just going to stay within the perimeter of the jail yeah. or the prison
2: oh when oh, it gets even better so let, let me oh. finish this i'm hanging so on to the, the knickers renata so keep going this is the information um that i i got um, about open prisons so prisoners may be permitted to take up employment while serving their sentence In the United Kingdom, open prisons are often part of a rehabilitation plan for prisoners moved from closed prisons. So they may also be designated as training prisons and are only for prisoners that are considered to be low risk to the public. So prisoners in open jails do not have complete freedom and are only allowed to leave the premises for specific purposes such as going to an outside job. Now, in so they're allowed to continue with their employment. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, what would it be here in Australia that would be similar? It sounds
1: like uh, almost like detention or something. You know, where they're it's rather than being imprisoned in the cell, that it's um all curfew. Even that you you can go do what you have to do, but you've
2: got to be back in that cell or in the jail by a certain time. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Now, in Ireland, there has been controversy about the level of escape from open prisons attributed to the use of the prison by Irish Prison Service to transfer prisoners unsuitable for open conditions but to reduce overcrowding in the closed prisons. okay.
1: So they're putting the wrong type of prisoner in there and then they're
2: escaping. Hello? Well, they're also putting in a lot of people who may have a lot of trauma and drama in their background and are already kind of, well, they've been put in prison for a reason. They've done something wrong. They've been naughty and they got caught. Yeah, so put all of them together and give them enough um, space to not sort of do the right thing, and guess what they're going to do? They're not going to do the right thing. No, they're not. And and this is kind of a, a saving. I mean, who's getting the benefit out of this? Mm. Is it the prisoners or is it the fact that um, they don't have to employ so many people to look after the prisoners to feed them yeah. and to, you know, do all of this sort of stuff? Rehabilitation. What is the rehabilitation they get in these open prisons? That I don't know. Yeah. Well, what
1: rehabilitation do they get in the the standard prisons? Mm.
2: Now, interestingly enough, uh, in 2003, Ashwall achieved a resettlement stage one accreditation. Yeah. Uh, In 2006, they had 545 prisoners in this space. Mm -hmm. It got up to over 600. Yeah. Now, the accommodation was in six units, of which two were enhanced wings and one was a drug-free wing. What, you're allowed to have drugs in the other (laughs) wings? What the hell? Mm. Now, again, uh, unsupervised free movement, unsupervised unsupervised access to the prison grounds, access to the grounds at night, and keys to their own room. This, to me, just sounds like... It sounds like a holiday. It's it's just... It's a recipe for horrible things to happen. I don't know.
1: Somebody with really good intentions and kind thoughts came up with this idea somebody who trusts humanity and trusts that every single person out there wants to be a better person and i don't think they got it right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i've been outside oh. lately i don't like going outside yes. and i've been outside lately. i've seen what's out there i came back into my room and i locked the door <laughs> yes you still yes. found your way in though, didn't you Sorry.
2: Now, some, and I'll just go on with a little bit more sort oh, of background do. to all I'm, of this. i just riveted. Yeah, so some of the prisons uh, in the UK that were owned by the Ministry of Justice, which sounds like a... <laughs> it sounds like it's off Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah Harry, Harry Potter. Um, they closed down and sold off uh, the premises. Oh, it was too good a deal to turn up,
1: Renata. <laughs> they turned it into a motel yeah, and, and they then just left
2: the prisoners there with their keys. I know. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they're now sitting empty, waiting for someone to come up with an idea of how to use them. And this is what happened to Ashwell. Yeah, there was a lot of public money that was poured into the pr- place before a huge riot, and I will talk about that in a minute. <laughs> oh, fancy! Who Having a see? riot. You could see that not happening. <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, then it was handed over to developers, and is now a business park with this prison sitting right in the middle of it. Yeah, all okay. the the buildings sitting yeah. right in the middle of it, and. Um, it was. It always had a this. This particular article, here said, it always had a dodgy reputation. <laughs> Even though it was low security, uh, it always had a dodgy reputation. Oh, a bodgy, and there, dodgy. Were, there were a lot of people who were very glad to see it go. Can we get a t-shirt for that? It's got a dodgy reputation. <laughs> oh, we we don't have enough space on these t-shirts oh, we, anymore. We've got a t-shirt every episode. We yes. never actually do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> it just a fortune. <laughs> so Ashwell Prison was a Category C men's prison, and it was located in the parish of Burley in the county of Rutland. And the site of the former prison is located about two miles south of the centre of the village of Ashwell. Which, interestingly enough, the village of Ashwell still has. Um, in somebody's gardens, the uh, very very early cages that they used to put in, that the holding pens. Oh. Um, and I did see a picture of one. And it is sitting in somebody's garden. Uh, so as you do. Well, you can't. Get rid, you can't get rid of them, and they go back to around the seventeen hundreds, and so wow. these were public pens or cages yep. that people would have been put in. Um, Holding pens before, I guess, they went to see a judge or a court. I suppose people threw fruit and rotten eggs and stuff at them. So um, that would be really, really interesting if we... Well, we can't walk into somebody's garden, but... Hello! Can we look at your (laughs) pen, please? (laughs) We'll go and check out your cage. Uh. They've probably got gardening implements in them nowadays. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Someone's shed. And... Yeah. If we could find one and take a photo of it, that would be very, very interesting. You're very easily pleased, aren't you? You just want to find Anything one and take old. a photo. Anything old.
1: Well, take a photo of yourself. Oh, no. Did I just say that? am going to get in trouble. You're
2: a bitch. I now, can't talk. I'm getting old too. In 2003, Ashwalk hit the headlines because four prisoners went on a wrecking spree and they damaged 10,000 pounds worth of office equipment computers and windows. I I think that is a little bit of an understatement of what happened. 10,000 pounds is not Ten... that much no. money
1: when you think of computers and equipment. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Come on, tell me more. So the trouble started when an officer found an inmate be um, had been drinking alcohol in his cell. <laughs> now, where did they get that from, I wonder? And Now, despite that, remember when I said it achieved a resettlement stage one accreditation? Mm-hmm. That happened in the same year. There was this, um, yeah, huge. They got a, an
1: award for being so good and then yeah. had a riot. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, In 2005, there was an inspection report at Ashwell, uh, which noted concerns about prisoners' vulnerability, race relations and the quality of work and training at the prison. vulnerability. Yeah. They're worried about their emotional support and feelings. And in the same year at the prison, um, a prisoner escaped from the guards while receiving treatment for tuberculosis at the Leicester Royal Infirmatory. Now, it took a couple of days for that um, prisoner to be recaptured. Now, in 2008, uh, they spent $6 million on a new wing with an additional 64 cells. And the new wing increased the overall capacity of the prison to 619 inmates. Right, That is a lot of angry men in mm. one spot. And there was a major riot. So the 2000... 2000- More 10,000 pounds, huh? Yes. So the 2003 thing was like, you know a little drop in the ocean, in 2009. <laughs> oh, what's the price tag on this one? <laughs> well, the price tag was that they totally smashed the whole place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there was a three, uh, there was a. Oh, sorry, it was a major riot began on the 11th of April in 2009. There was a three-mile police perimeter put into what? place uh, that extended to the edges of Oakham Uh, Several prisoners were evacuated from the prison. I think there were more. If you saw photos, there were these pictures with these plumes of smoke as they were trying to trash and burn the place down. Now, the trouble started at 1 a.m. Fire broke out in the prison during the afternoon. Riot was successfully brought under control at 10.45 that day. 10.45 a.m. Hang on. Didn't you say it started at 1 a.m.? Yep. And that's one AM in the morning. Yep. And it was uh, over at ten forty five PM. So that's quite some time. Yes. Yep. Yep. They must have fallen asleep. They got tired. No, they were <laughs> wanted well, a nap. They would have because they they smashed and trashed seventy five percent of the prison. Oh <gasps> Oh wow. Do you remember um we sometimes do uh
1: reenactments of riots at Maitland Jail uh-huh, uh-huh. to um I think they call it actually it used to be the Kling Brothers did this as Iroquois Irocus but they now call it Singapore theory sort of thing because oh, right, okay. remember we heard that mentioned the other day so it's where they play music or they reenact something mm-hmm. from the time period um and we were doing one and I remember this plastic chair came flying out of one of the rooms during our riot and i sort of stopped it and i said oh, we we can't actually physically throw things guys and i went to check who was in there and there was nobody in that oh. cell <gasps> that that is really cool that
2: is so cool yeah <laughs> So cool. And people, I know I'm squirreling here, but sometimes people don't understand why we reenact things, why we go into a particular scenario or try and do something, especially when we're in the prison, where we are in an environment where we are talking to people who were rough. Yeah who swore who had a may, rough upbringing yeah may have had no regard for other human beings and so you have to use a a type of conversation or you have we'll to speak re- their language reenact things that, yeah, they would understand as normal. So
1: don't bloody leave us bad reviews if we talk to the prisoners in, in their speak and are sassy with them and uh, try to get them to engage with us. Because if we go in there and say, Excuse me, sir, yeah, please. would you please speak to me? They'll go,
2: No, nah, I get stuffed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And ask them twice <laughs> and that's it. You're done. <laughs> uh, now, going back to this. Yeah, the, yeah sorry. The, yeah, squirrel. Yeah, the riot started when a prisoner serving a three-year sentence was was confronted by staff because he refused to go back into his room. Uh, and he began to cause the damage. That's entitlement right and, there. And, and, well, they've set that up. They have set that up yes, with the way have. the prison was. It was yeah, but anyway, uh, 400 prisoners were participated then in this. Out of the 600. Uh, uh, yep. And uh, there were no members of staff that were injured. Maybe there weren't many on that night, number one, and maybe those that were on were sitting quietly in their offices with their doors closed while the people trashed the place. Uh, No staff were injured and directly attacked. Again, I go back, they were sitting, and I would have too. If 400 people were going on a rampage, what do you do? You close those doors, lock them. Yeah, you don't go out there. You just ring the alarm. Absolutely. Um, So... The event provoked questioning of the UK's overcrowded prison system leading to Category B prisoners downgrading so that they could uh, be moved to Category C prisons. And I guess that's a UK thing. Um, In January 2011, it was announced that Ashwell Prison was to close. The cost of repair and maintaining the buildings were too high, and they are huge. And the prison formally closed in March 2011, and all of the inmates were transferred to other prisons. Now, in 2013, Rutland uh, County Council um, announced that it had finalised a deal to buy the former prison from the Ministry of Justice and they were going to convert the site into a business park and it was redeveloped. There were some accommodation blocks damaged so badly that they were demolished and there were new units that were placed in those spaces. I wonder how the people there... Yeah, I wonder if there's deal. residual energy yeah, there. Yeah, we mm. deal with the stuff. Uh, and they have a lot of buildings now that are used for uh, events, uh, military training, um, things like laser tag, you know. Or oh, it sounds very much ball, like Maitland Jail. type of stuff, yeah. I
1: mean, they've got to find ways to bring money in
2: to maintain the upkeep. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and just <laughs> this cost continuing cost to redevelop this place is one of the reasons why it is so hard for uh these old places to be open and paranormal investigators are going to find less and less places to investigate if we don't support what people who are actually doing investigations in these spots are um bringing to to the public yeah because if If investigators and people who are interested do not come to these places, then people who own these places will go, well, I told you so. I gave you the opportunity. I'm going to tear this place down now and put up flats and units because that that gives me more money. End of story. Yep. And, yep, that's what it is but that kind of ends me this is a very very new site it's fresh and so i'm really interested to hear from your perspective what the ghostly stories and happenings are oh, well because i don't know any you'll be very
1: pleased to know that a vet will be our expert oh, today a vet and most haunted have been there and they can tell us all about it now, before we get into Most Haunted, I wanted to um, uh, acknowledge uh, Adelaide's Haunted Horizons and also Amy's Crip, because I am going to be using uh, some of their uh, notes and experiences as well. And I actually turned on to watch Alison and KAG from Adelaide's Haunted Horizons to see their episode on Ashwell that only been up a month or 2 mm-hmm. and. They were uh, showing the the setting up. They were just doing the initial walkthrough during the day. And there was stuff going off around them all over the place. There was... Um, they were up the end of one corridor. I can't remember which block it was in. But it sounded like there was somebody in the room which was like 10 feet away from them. Mm-hmm. It... it <laughs> And they're going, what the hell is going on? And then they could hear like there's bangs and there's noises. And it was still during the day. Well, that's when they were all active. I know, right? Uh, and I had so- I read some comments online that said, you know, why is this place haunted? It was low level prisoners. They didn't have anyone in there that were the real worst of the worst. I don't think that matters mm. because... As you said earlier, there was trauma associated with these individuals. There's probably mental health issues that they felt they couldn't be understood or they didn't know how to exist in the format of society, whether the society is right or wrong is irrelevant. They just didn't know how to
2: function. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the riot as well, which people forget lasted over 12 hours. And I'm
1: sure that. Even with the low-level crimes, there would have some people in there that would have hated themselves enough For um, and I'm probably not saying this the right way, so please don't take offence. But they would have taken their own lives over what they had done, even even being something very small. They just wouldn't have coped. Mm. And self abuse, and self harm, -harm. and other prisoners uh, would have been using um, mind manipulation to scare people into doing things the way they wanted, because we're still dealing with people here who don't know how to function in this horrible world we live in oh, don't blame them under rules and regulations yeah. that
2: you know not yeah. everyone lives well by
1: that's right uh, and look the only in the
0: market for investment-worthy bags watches and fine jewelry rebag is the answer
1: in the the ghost stories uh, are what people have experienced on their investigations Mm -hmm. fairly recently. Now, I do have to give a nod to hauntedhouses.co.uk for the soundscape. That was actually a a review that somebody had left, which I thought was rather appropriate. Uh, I did find another one there by Jessica, said I attended the Ashwell Prison Paranormal Investigation on the 25th of November, not that long ago. Mm. And despite... Doing investigations with my equipment before, this investigation was definitely the most active I've done, from bangs and footsteps to receiving names, full sentences, screams, gunshots, via the spirit box, via the Estes method. Wow.
2: Gunshots. Gunshots. That's interesting.
1: Now, I was using the Estes uh, method. Um, I was on the headphones last night during the Maitland Jail one, and I got this really weird thing that happened ah, yes. in the same voice. Oh, what did it say? Um, uh, uh, something some about the ghosts. Yeah, please wait or something. Uh, there's a ghost calling. Yes, there's <laughs> a ghost calling. It was really weird, and it was like a full sentence, and there was a pause between um, please wait or whatever it was it said, and then there's a ghost calling. <laughs> It was the same voice. Wow. That was crazy. And I had a little giggle when I, I said it out loud. Um, anyway. I've squirrelled. Uh, not only was this the best inv- investigation I've done by mile, the staff were also friendly, welcoming and supportive with the activities making everyone feel comfortable. I cannot recommend this organisation enough. Uh, uh, many have reported seeing spectral figures, ghostly forms flickering in the dimly lit corridors. Some even claimed to have felt an icy touch or heard whispering voices when no living soul was present. Mm. So that was all from Haunted Houses.
2: Are we doing the ha- Haunted Houses Tour?
1: Uh, I can't remember who we booked through. I can look it up very quickly and tell you. Well, I, I have to report to you. It's not that one. It's Haunted Happenings it's that we're going one. to. It's the, the other one. The other HH. That's okay. <laughs> H, H, I think they say in America. H. 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 Where well, we say H. Yes. We put the... Oh, how's that for screwing? <laughs> now, I have to give the award... For the best description of the ghosts of Ashwell to Amy's crypt, she wrote up a beautiful beautifully well worded and it was not a chat JPT. This is the real deal. Okay. Uh, numerous bone chilling occasions reports have emerged about the haunting sight of a face often spotted looking out from the window of the upper level landing of G-Wing. So um, there apparently there's been that many encounters there that uh, people are left trembling with fear and refusing to return. The face is supposed to possess an eerie intensity and Serves a grim reminder of the suffering that unfolded within the walls of the prison. She just has a way with words. Draws you right in. Uh, apparently G Wing is one of the ones that's most active. Uh the people will uh have a sense of dread associated with that particular area. There've been reports of shadowy figures and Uh, And they make you feel quite unsettled, Mm -hmm. or in her words, unsettling sensation in the hearts of all who bear witness. (gasps) Amy, you're good. What can I say? Uh, Everyone go check out Amy's Crypt. She does a fantastic job, and they've got some videos on this, both uh, Adelaide's Haunted Horizons and Amy's Crypt. Uh, There's people who are walking through the corridors may find themselves plagued with mysterious headaches that come and go, thought to be caused by a malevolent, malevolent energy that makes them feel uncomfortable. Mm. I wonder if it's the wives of the husbands <laughs> that they're investigating with and no, dear, I've got a headache. <gasps> oh, it's the ghost. Mm. No. Anyway. Uh, G-Wing again, inexplicable feeling. Now, Renata. Yes. I'm worried for you. Right, I'm very right. concerned in G-Wing. I don't think we should let you go in with this next thing oh. that happens in there. Okay, do you because get... I will have to deal with you if this happens to you. Oh, Do you get I... dizzy? It's worse. Inexplicable feeling of seasickness. Oh, no. I can't go in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Washes. Oh, no. Washes over all who dare to enter. And it's all leaving them feel disoriented and unnerved. Uh, No. Can you please bring your medications? Yeah, I will. Thank you. Uh, Right, so people have been pushed. Metal doors have closed on their own accord. Uh, They've seen lights flickering in the shadows. Now, this is the best one of all. The unmistakable scent of Old Spice. Well, no, they didn't (laughs) say Old Spice. They said aftershave, but my mind immediately went to Old old spice. Spice because that smell lingers forever.
2: Yeah. That's or brute. Do you reckon that could be from the army barracks? And we forget to mention that that there was an army barracks. Yeah, you did say that that it was
1: there. It was the US. Um, I mentioned it in the soundscape. That- yeah,
2: but do people only think that they are getting residual energy from the prisoners? Do they? Does anyone mention well, that it could be yes. from when the army barracks was there? Amy covers it. I'm telling you. Uh, she's okay. nailed it. Okay. Um, but we will
1: have to uh, keep our noses alert for after Spice or uh, Old
2: Spice or <laughs> after uh, <spice>. Aftershave. After- <laughs> I prefer the afterspice. Or it might be Lynx Africa. <laughs> um, I'll drive the women crazy. That's going back 10 years, yep. isn't it? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when they were in the prison, they were, said they made their way through the dimly dark-lit corridors and they heard a faint sound that mimicked soft, muffled voices. And I think I remember this with Alison and Kag. It did sound like there were people that were mumbling and talking off Mm -hmm. in the distance. Um, They followed the mysterious voices that led them into E-Wing and... Yeah, they were wondering what it was going to be, but they never actually revealed. They just said, as if the walls themselves held secrets waiting to be told. With each step, we couldn't help but ponder the tales of pain and suffering that this institution had witnessed over the years. This is why she's got so many followers, because she's so good with the words. Um, Now... She also mentions that witnesses have seen apparitions clad in tattered garb of military uniforms wandering around the grounds. Oh. So it could be. Uh-huh. So this would have been during World War II, I'm assuming, when they had the Americans mm-hmm. there or mm-hmm. just after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now let me get on to the next bit. I've inspired a giggle, people. She's wheezing, so I had to press record again so you could hear it. <laughs> I just said, I just need to stretch for a second and grab a drink of water. And I went, oh, look, I've got an email about Padong. And now Padong has set her off. And I know how much you missed the wee, so I had to put it on there for you.
2: Yeah, it's a great name for a place, isn't it? (laughs) Padong.
1: Anyway. Yes. Let's get on to it because we're up to the most important part of all now. Oh, vet, vet. Yes, vet. Uh, so uh, this is now we're going on to Higgy Pop because they always do such a great <laughs> review, and this was a two-hour special that they did on the Ashwell Prison. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I tried to find it online, and it was actually I I couldn't get it in the amount of time I had to find it, mm-hmm. um, but I think the review that they've um, given it will will sort of help you. So they were talking about when they were setting up, um, Stuart Torvel, Torvel, who was the cameraman, a long time serving cameraman, um, he had an odd experience in the prison the day before they were setting up, and this is what we keep saying to people, that... <laughs>
2: I bet you Stuart's um, signed a couple of contracts, don't you reckon? <laughs> the, the non-disclosure <laughs> yeah, agreements and yes, NDA. Yes.
1: Hey, look, we signed one of those recently. Where well, We did, actually. i mm, are excited for that to come out. Anyway, um, while he was preparing for the shoot, and as I was saying, people got to realise that this is not the, just the two hours that they're there. Oh. They are there for a while, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even for the lives. Uh, Stuart heard a door slam and caught it moving on camera he ran to investigate only to find the area was completely empty Mm -hmm. i like it seconds later he heard something that sounded like it was falling or being thrown and of course went to investigate and couldn't find the source of it uh speaking to the cameraman he said that there's only me around here now that's three things that have happened in the space of one minute uh he was saying that that they probably didn't catch the first thing on camera, which was why they didn't refer to it, mm-hmm. uh, and which then, of course, made Yvette, I'm nervous about tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to actually start ghost hunting. So this is their later, mm-hmm. um, when they've come back and we're all a bit older and greyer mm-hmm. and wrinklier. Um so I will give you the summaries. Now they make their way over to the pitch black G Wing. Now as I said G Wing seems to be the most active. So this is a vet, Carl and Stuart on the two hour special. So straight away they're hearing strange disembodied knocks. Now vet, of course, takes the opportunity to speak directly with the spirits using the knocks and does the um, yes-no responses, one knock for yes, two for no, which we were using last night. Our Grand Pooh Bars will get to see – well, they did. They were joining in on the live. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things you get if you're a Patreon and a Grand Pooh Bar Patreon. You get some little investigations that nobody else gets and we had a brand-new bit of gear last night, the Mm -hmm. dead bell, that we were using in the residence – and it was astounding. That worked a treat. One ding for yes, two for no. Yes. And it was going, it was, yeah, anyway. Like the clappers. Like the clackers or the clappers <laughs> <laughs> Going like the clackers. <laughs> Ba-dong. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, all right. So she wanted to know, do you, do you all mean us harm? And the answer was no. Mm. They got two knocks. That was disappointing. But she she it? hadn't actually heard uh, but she hadn't actually told them to use the one knock for yes or two for no at that stage. Um so they weren't really sure how that worked. So Okay. That's the review. Uh through this method of the knocking, uh they worked out that there were four spirits there that um, meant them harm. So that's confusing. Confusing, Confucian say <laughs> More coffee required. Uh, and that they're all male, which I suppose would make sense since it was a male prison. She also worked out that the connection was... To the land dating back to the time prior, before the prison was built, uh-huh. all that through knocking. Wow, that's astounding. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, the other technique that they tried to use, which I think we should try this. We don't use this very often, is whistling. She was asking the spirits to copy them. Uh, straight after, a vet whistled. Carl said he heard something reply. Oh, oh is did it good? They,
2: Did they catch it on?
1: Well, they did say, I don't know if it was a bird Mm. or an animal, but Uh he definitely heard something. Uh Uh So there was lots of wandering around in the maze of the corridors and the rooms, but it looked more like an office block than a prison. Mm -hmm. But this is because it was a more modern... It's not like the the Derby jail that we went to, which was ancient. Yes. Now, Yvette panicked. Fancy
2: that. Because she heard an unexplained noise behind her, and she turned around and called out, Is there someone here with us now? It's not an episode of Most Haunted if Yvette doesn't panic and scream.
1: But she didn't get a response. They didn't call back and go, yeah, I'm here. (laughs) Hello. Then they heard footsteps again, but this time it sounded like it was moving towards and past them. So, of course, we put the crusty My words are so bad today. Okay, put the crusty (laughs) K2. On the floor, the EMF meter. Oh, the trusty K2. Yeah, yeah yes. the crusty T2. Ta- 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 <laughs> it's getting worse. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> oh. Anyway. um, uh, oh, oh, we got a snort out of that one. Yeah. In okay. the hope that they'd yes. get some lights flashing. Um yes. But they didn't. Uh, they heard some more strange sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Then it suddenly got the feeling, it's all about it because I don't have Derek now to run it, um, that there was something evil there with them. Because mm-hmm. it's not a ghost hunting episode unless there's something evil there with you. Uh, Stuart agreed and said, we're being watched. Then they heard a man's voice off in the distance. They ran to investigate, which is pretty good considering how old we're all getting. Uh, but they didn't find anyone down there, so that was unclear what they'd actually said but they all agreed that it was a male voice Mm -hmm. and but it was then followed by the loud sound of a slamming door so carl ran off to go and check that um and at the end of the corridor he heard a proper male voice say go Hmm. okay yeah Now, Stuart came up with a bright idea. If this was an all-male prison, you'd think they'd be pretty excited that they've got a female with them. Yes. Yvette, take your clothes off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And as they were talking about that, they heard a loud bang coming from somewhere down the corridor, which I think you have to take as a yes. Ah, yes. Um, So Stuart continued on saying, entice him, Yvette. Entice the ghosts. Ask him out for a date. Get things going. You're a female, he's a male. Apparently Yvette wasn't real pleased with this comment and said, Entice him. Uh hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh Why don't you ask him out on a date, Stuart? Isn't Stuart's her husband, isn't it? No, oh. no, that's Carl.
2: Oh, Carl, sorry, yes, sorry.
1: Um she suggested that there might have been gay inmates in the prison, and Carl agreed, to be fair, Stuart, you do have a big very big gay following. <laughs> That was really random. I just thought that was really random. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so, of course, that changed the whole gist of what was happening because Yvette's now latched onto, do you fancy Stuart? Mm-hmm. But there was no response. Poor Stuart. Um, I'll take one for the team if you show yourself to us. And that's a promise, said Stuart. Oh, getting
2: you should never And I said this I said this to uh, One of our volunteers Last night Never promise anything To a, a ghost Unless you are Prepare to Prepared to follow through to follow through Just don't Because
1: it's don't. That's like Even humans Yes The living Don't do it I'll take one for the team. Uh, the three headed back to the base room. Um, they had heard some more footsteps. And Carl said he'd seen a fully solid figure uh, standing through one of the doorways in the corridor. Um, but they did get lost on the way back to their base room, <laughs> as you do. Now, this was really funny. Fred and Greg. Do you know who Fred is? No. He's their demonologist. Oh. Fred picked up a chain, so they've gone into F-Wing to investigate, so they divide them all up to go out and do their um, little Uh investigations. Mm -hmm. Fred picked up a chain and called out, if I throw this chain, see if you can throw it back at me. He threw the chain, which clanked loudly down the corridor. The duo thought it sounded like there was another noise after the chain had hit the floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg said he was keeping Fred behind him in case the chain did get thrown Oh, isn't that sweet? Greg's Greg's looking after Fred They did hear a clinking sound from the darkness It sounded like it could have been the chain moving And then they heard what sounded like footsteps near them Mm. Now, Fred at this stage apparently started some incantations Right, which were designed to you know bring on a bit more activity, specifically for the demonic entities. He chanted, "In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti, come forward, any lost souls that are here, come forward and see us." And of course, a little bit later, Fred saw a light or a shadow, not quite sure what it was, at the bottom of the stairs leading to the lower level of the wing. Jenny and Lou apparently were also. Um, seeing something on the static cameras They were back at the, the ground central mm-hmm. uh, Lou said she had also seen What looked like a black mist On another of the cameras At the very moment Fred started his incantations I do remember reading in there That apparently Greg was not impressed With the fact that he would keep Doing these inc- incantations mm. To drum up demonic activity mm. Yes Uh, They then head off into the lower level uh, where they've got a vet leading the group, as you do. And, of course, straight away they start hearing what they sound, footsteps. So that is something we're going to have to really listen for is footsteps. Mm -hmm. I hope we do get some either small group activities Mm -hmm. or um, some alone time. Yes. And people always want this alone time. But when you've got 30 people there and they're all going off to have alone time... You don't get alone time, which is why it's easier to control them in smaller groups and give you a better experience. Yes. So the people that want alone time, just understand that it, unless you want to hire out that location yourself and put your hands deep into your pockets, you take what you
2: can get. And what's to prove that in your alone time, somebody else who's looking for alone time hasn't come across where you are and has walked past or is making noises, which makes you think... It's a spirit, yeah. and not a, a real person. Now, yeah, you know, I'll. There's lots of doors
1: banging and noises and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff happening, but there's somebody called Darren who reported feeling uneasy and like his chest was tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it's genuinely unnerving me. He couldn't explain this sudden feeling of discomfort, uh, and. Thankfully, a vet said she was worried that he was going to have a heart attack or was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Darren said, it's okay. It's not a heart attack. It's fine. And they, they can't give you heart attacks, can they? Now, we know from experience mm-hmm. that there are people who mm-hmm. have come on our adventures. Yeah. And they have claimed they've had this tightness of the chest. And yes. we have said to them, Go get that you checked need to out. get that checked. You can't assume that's a ghost. And they're going, no, 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 it's not. That That doesn't normally happen to me. Well, hello. Yeah, it's not every day you have a heart attack. No, but they, they actually did have they heart did. issues. And yes. you know who we're talking about. And we know you're listening. Listen to us next time. Uh, <laughs> but people, if people are having chest pains, you do need to find out whether... They have a history of heart conditions or um, that maybe if it's lasting, you need to do something about it. Get them checked out.
2: Immediately.
1: Oh, I need to just have a quick look. Now, of course, a vet's one who likes to try and encourage some activity. So apparently a vet grabbed a large chain that was used to lock one of the exterior doors and threw it along the corridor. Now, I don't know how happy I would be about this if somebody did that at Maitland Jail. Hmm. Because large metal chains can actually do some damage and if it's a historical site, you could you could actually do some damage. But, but it's a vet. It's a vet, it's okay. Um and she said that uh, the hoping that the spirits might throw it back to her. Oh, you wouldn't want that. I know. They'd knock you out. Apparently the chain did not move, but they did luckily she's gotta get rewarded for the efforts, they did hear some tapping and a wheezy breath.
2: Oh good. <laughs>
1: Ah, now Fred, of course, at this stage thought it would be a good time to do some more incantations to stir up the paranormal activity because he was so spot on about it before. So he said, come forward and meet us, touch one of us, touch Darren. Okay, apparently Darren was okay with it, but he started to really get the poops that he didn't enjoy the incantations and um, they did actually get rewarded with some very loud, clear tapping sounds. Mm-hmm. No chains being thrown, no one being possessed. Uh, when we get our first massive screen, scream, it said, of the series from a vet, uh, there was a loud creaking noise heard, mm-hmm. and that caused the scream. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was only Darren holding open a door, but a vet shouted at Darren to stop it. I'm going to shit myself, she's <laughs> Oh, I love a vet. Oh, look, everyone check out um, the Big Seance podcast. Patrick Keller did a, an interview with a vet. Yes. Um, it's very good. Really, she, she has helped further the paranormal field, regardless of what's going on. You, you've got to give the team some credit.
2: Oh, absolutely. And to have stayed with it for so long, yeah. considering the amount of attention, the amount of good and bad press that they received, she's, she's done very well.
1: Yeah, uh, but look, essentially they were getting taps, footsteps, knocks, knocks, uh, that sort of thing uh, happening all through the place. And I suppose you, without being there, it, it's it's hard to work out, with, is that a building settling? Mm. I mean, when you're doing a TV show, you do need to react to every sound that you are hearing mm-hmm. uh, and you need to overreact Mm
2: -hmm. so that it becomes exciting for the people watching it. Mm -hmm. We also know though that people do hear things um, singly and there could be a group of people and yet one person will be drawn um, to a particular corner or they will hear a a noise or a bang or a crash. Nobody else will have been hearing it. Um, So these things do happen. So we sort of have to give credence to all of this stuff that's going on. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. But really that that is all I've got
1: for the moment. Okay. There is not that much more out there that is specific. There is no um, entities that have got names yet. Mm-hmm. There is no regular entities that can be identified as the man with the big black hat or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it will be really <clears throat> interesting to go to this place and see what is there as a fairly new newish site
2: yeah. in the paranormal field. Yeah very interesting um yeah i'd love to um go good i've booked well, tickets Yeah. No. go but yeah yeah I, I must remember we are in a group so we are relying on what they um will be setting up for us to do and so. we have to leave the sarcasm at the door yes, yes. <laughs>
1: no but we no, don't I'm... when we go to these things yeah. we we do we are very open to having actually we've Dead set keen to have something oh, happen. Absolutely. Oh, anyway, that really brings us to the end. Now, Renata, yes, is this place haunted? It well could be. I think it's
2: got all the right conditions yes. for a haunting. Yeah. Um, even though it's fairly newish. Yep. It's it's a massive place, and we know that new places don't necessarily mean that they're not haunted. We have we have people who have built houses, and they've lived in there for a few months, and yet a haunting happens. So, yeah, we're I'm going to be totally open, uh, very, very interested to go into somewhere new. I love new places, yeah. love them to death, love yeah. to want to go to somewhere that's completely new. And we love prisons. Yes. Jails. Yes. They're awesome. They're the best. I'm going to say that I I think
1: there is a good opportunity to witness something happening Mm -hmm. here. And of course, we will let you guys know what happens. So we'll be there on the 8th of March Mm -hmm. in 2024.
2: Look out for some lives or maybe some recordings that we put up on on the day or the evening. Now, you will
1: need to be on our YouTube channel to follow that. So head over to Anne and Renata. Frightfully good. Make sure you click subscribe and then I think you also have to click the bell so that you get the notifications of when we go live and when new videos come up mm-hmm. so do that, that will really help us out as well uh, if you want to become a Patreon and get some of these behind the scenes and the um, the, the little ghost hunts that the we do just for bits. them yes. yeah, become a Patreon for $10 US a month I mm-hmm. think it is they're mm-hmm. higher tiers than that but that will get you the good stuff. That brings us to the end so thank you for being with us. Uh, we will be back with another one. Now, I, I know we said we were going to do it weekly in February. We have fallen behind. We'll try to do it for March. Um, but as just, soon as we can. As soon Let's as we can. Let's say yeah. that. As yeah. soon, soon as we gotta can. We've just got
2: to get ourselves sorted out. We'll, we'll put some more, um, maybe some interviews and things up. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. And check Stay out tuned. Dory for Ghost
1: Hunter as well. That's yeah. our other podcast. Thanks for being here, guys. Be frightfully good. Stay spooky. See you on the dark side. And
0: don't be a
2: dickhead bye
0: thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings if you like the show give us a 5 star rating and leave a review subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you're listening right now for more on Anne and Renata follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram TikTok and YouTube Or visit their website, www.annandrenata.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.